This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. Not so much outside. But because there's a calm before the storm, the countdown is on one week until the big game, as they call it. But between here and then, we're going to find some value. We're going to find some bets. We're going to find some props. We're going to find a little bit of everything. And we're going to do it with my statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. It feels kind of weird today, right? No football. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, I hate this, though, because you start getting that lonesome feeling because now you know that there's one NFL game left. So I guess the buildup, are you one of those guys that likes the two weeks or do, would you, do you wish there's just one week, let's get it over with, let's go? I probably like the two weeks to have the buildup. I'm not a big Pro Bowl guy. I don't think many people are. That is on today. There is football, kind of football. And we will have a bet on that yeah, today. we will. So that's what we do on the show, right? So, you know, I'll watch a little bit of the Pro Bowl. You know, it's it's kind of like just to have something on in the background. You're not going to just focus on the Pro Bowl because, you know, it's not a great game. But if you got some action on it, usually the second half you, got, you see guys start – trying because they win more money if they win the game so in the second half they they start playing a little harder so they lock up more of that cash locking up cash is tough as far as dfs and using the pro bowl because you have to guess i guess how much time they'll be out there and then yeah are they going to get the ball while they're out there it's it's tough it's a tough cookie to crack but before we even get there let's get to the guy behind the glass rocking it this sunday with us you might know him as juggalo trey we know him as the ladies man and you can find him at what is the juggalo underscore trey on twitter yeah 48 juggalo underscore trey 48 don't leave out the 48 that's the most important part of it trey what's up guys uh, glad to be on it's a royal rumble sunday um and uh yeah Money line. Woo! <laughs> Are you going to the uh, Royal Rumble, Trey? I am. I, I was lucky enough to get tickets, so I'll be at the... I don't know much about wrestling, but it, it should be a good time. For yeah, sure. it'll be a good time, especially in that stadium. I know Samoa Joe was on with, this, with the station on, yeah. on Friday. He uh he got into some uh, Astros talk. He he threw a little shot at Buck. I mean, it's on good fun though. They're good friends. But uh, it's funny though because he when he he talked he spoke about it and it makes perfect sense because he said, man, whenever the Astros were winning, every time I would see Booker and he used Booker's voice. I don't like to do it because Booker's giving me that one time when I talked to him like he looked at me like, man, that's not what I sound like. <laughs> so I don't even do it no more. But Joe did it, and Joe says that uh you know that Booker would tell him, hey hey dog. Those Astros, they're the best, you know. And then every time he would see him, he's like, "Man, I want to see what he says now." Mm-hmm. You know, like Astros, you des- you, you owe uh, Booker T an apology. And I don't know how far or deep I want to get into this Astro stuff, but we do got to get into it some. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. A actually. lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. We got 
new uh, new news on the uh, snitch of Mike Fires. I know if Man. you're out there listening, we're getting we're the first show to have a shot at it, right? Because breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice drop right there, Trey. Because it is breaking news. Uh, we, we got the first shot of it. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into more of it throughout this this show. If you want to talk about it, because Mike Fires, the snitch mm-hmm. that uncovered. I guess the hitting strategies of the Astros, which I've repeatedly said my notion on it as far as I don't, I don't, it it did make me change my perspective on the Astros some because I was guilty of coming on this show whenever we were bad mouthing the Rockets and the Texans. And I said, you know, the good guys and I'll fight for the Astros, you know, that's one team. And then they did that to me, which that doesn't make me write them off. No. Did they, did they, did they cheat some? Yes. But then if you're the guy that's going to shed some light on something that happened, you better make sure that your skeletons are, mm-hmm. are, are clean, that, that, that your closet is empty. There better not be anything behind your doors because if there is, the day and age that we live in, it's going to be discovered. It is. And, and what was it that was discovered, Jerry? Well, apparently... It was a 16-year-old girl has Ooh. some text exchanges. She has she has videos. She reached out to Barstool and a few other people because she supposedly didn't want to go to the police with it. But she says that she had a relationship with Mike Fires. He would pay her some money. They would hang out. Mm-hmm. She's 16 at the time. That's now, not good. We see things like this all the time. So... I'm not going to be one to accuse. I always say uh, innocent until proven guilty, but I don't want to also make this as Astro fan that's been mad at fires for snitching. This is the route you're going to take now. Like, oh, you, because this, there is a God. Yeah, exactly. You're waking up like, because I saw like the word karma getting used and you're like, hold up. Like, because cheating started this. So like, let's not use karma. Let's just use. He shouldn't open his mouth yep. first if this is true, and, uh, and and again, this there's no right. I'm not saying this is right at all. So you know, some people are defending fires for whatever reason, saying that the legal age of consent in Michigan is 16, mm-hmm. which I guess it doesn't make it illegal. It makes it not. Uh, I mean, not right. Yeah, it doesn't look good for a grown yeah. man. A baseball player to to be messing with a child with a high school kid. High school kid. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like a federal offense though to like send illicit photographs to somebody who's sixteen, regardless of the age of consent? And that's where that comes into play because now there's a picture of a shaved buttocks. <laughs> is it like the the creepy beard that he has? Does he have something like that going on it's, on the buttocks? It is kind of creepy <laughs> like that. It is kind of creepy, and, and it caught me off guard because I wasn't expected to see. Mike fires bum uh, uh, <laughs> before going to sleep last night. And I'm going, I see the, the news break out and I see people going crazy like, yes. So I, I start, you know, searching and then I click the picture. But on the on the picture, when it expands, before it expands, it just shows like his uh, Instagram, uh, you know, headline. And, and, and when you click it, then all you see is an upside down because the picture wasn't even taken right. It was upside down um, buttocks of, of one Mike <laughs> Pedophires that might incriminate him even more. The upside down. <laughs> so again, I know if you're out there listening and, and you're in Houston, you're probably thinking redemption. Yeah, the beard should have tipped us off, right? Anybody with a creepy beard like that, you got some 
perverted tendencies going on. Like, we should have known. If you guys haven't seen Mike Fires, he had this weird beard where he only had it on one side of his face and it looked like a big question mark or something. He's a creepy-looking dude, so this does not surprise me at all. And, yeah, Astros fans, you got to feel a little bit of, all right, you know, screw you. Look, Look how quickly... Things change. Yeah, he has the press conference the other day just to just to announce that he's not going to get into it. Yes, that he's worried about the team now. That just goes to show you. And again, it's it's a bit of redemption on a on a Sunday morning, but don't take it that far because at the end of the day, it's a it's morally wrong, right? And like myself, I thought about it. I'm like, man, that's probably my, one of my worst fears in life for my daughter. I have a when she gets 15, 16, for some older guy to come in, especially like a a professional athlete in his 30s. Yeah, and take away like you know from her time at that time when she should be learning and doing other things. You know, like trying to prepare herself for life. Instead, she's over here messing around with fires and 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 his shaved butt. So at the end of the day, it's morally wrong. I I, I want to be careful. I want to make sure that you, you guys know. That by no means am I saying it's right. I think it's wrong morally. Uh, I had to look up the age of consent because I didn't even know that. I ended up uh, going through the through the through all the posts, and you know someone's going to be out there defend them. And uh, the first person defending them was saying the legal age of consent in Michigan and whatnot. So I looked into it. So again, is it against the law what he did? I guess not. But is it morally wrong? Yes, by many means. Um, especially if you're out here trying to be the statue of truth in the MLB as many people were painting him out jokesters were out there saying there needs to be a statue of fires outside of every MLB stadium and a picture of him on the bottom of every ticket stub because he did what's right for the MLB disc scratch uh-huh. back up a little bit because this is not the statue you want dude he's 35 dating a sophomore possibly in high school I mean just think about that Man, it doesn't look good, and that justice came very swiftly for Mike Fires. I don't know. If you're an Astros fan and you want to pile on, feel feel, feel free to call in, 713-780-3776. But it's interesting. He's been in the news so much, and it's funny. You know, Raheel always talks about on the show, like, you don't want to go viral. Like, no. people, people will dig something up on you. You do not want to go viral. Mike Fires has been in the news so much, and and here we go. Here it is, and it it's it makes sense. And every time I see somebody go viral, it's like I hear Raheel saying that phrase. Yeah. You don't want to go viral, man, because it comes with its territory. You better you better have it as clean as you can. And it's I mean, it, things that in your childhood, whatever the case may be, your Twitter, anything, ex girlfriends, now anything that you have out there that you've done, it's gonna come to light because. Someone's out there waiting. Someone's out there waiting, hating, and 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 having. If, because if, what's the case? If you didn't go viral, would they still come out and break these things out? No, nobody be- would care. It's yeah. because they seen you in the limelight, and they're like, "Oh, now people care." And that's why yesterday she put, um, you know, a hashtag Me Too. And then she tagged Barstool, oh, and she man. says, "I have a Mike fires me too, basically." And it was over after that. You don't you give Barstool something like that? Oh, it's on. It's on. So. Again, if you're out there and you're listening, I'd love to hear from you, Houston, because, again, I, my, my feelings on everything because – and I, this is such a touchy subject, just not even with the fires things, but the Astros and the cheating scandal because some people still look at it in two different ways. I've heard the people say, even fans, like let's say like a Barry Lamanek, someone that loves the Astros, and he says, you know what? They cheated. Do I hate them? No. I'm still going to be a fan, but let's just get that out. Did they cheat? Yes. Does everyone else cheat? Yes. But who got caught? Who's going to get looked at? Who's got to get an example made out of? So if you think of it like that, 
then yes, let's be let's be surreal. We all have a friend that might have messed up sometime. Did you quit being his friend? No. Right. Now, if he was stealing from you and you still chose to hang out with him, every time something comes up stolen, you're looking at him. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's, and that's on you because you know. Because right? you know. Yeah. So then that's just the way of life. Now, anytime that anything happens, if the, the Astros win a few games, oh, they're, they're cheating. It's always going to get pointed at, but that's what you built. You, you, you made your own bed. Mm-hmm. So now that it's made, though, the only way, like we said last week, you do the Patriots. When the Patriots are getting caught, what'd they do? They hit you in the mouth and they won again. And whenever they couldn't get stopped, they hit you in the mouth again. Oh, Spygate, Deflategate, boom, boom, boom. Championships. What happens? Nobody remembers nothing anymore. You, As much as you want to hate on them, you can't. You love to hate them. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Trey with the jams on a Sunday morning. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. That's the number to the HRP line. Once again, 713-780-3776. We're opening them up for anything Astros, Texans. I know that they've been out. If you want to talk a little bit of the Super Bowl, we just spoke about the fire situation, and we're opening up the line specifically for that. If anything you want to talk about, but I know that that's going to touch a... It's going to raise a couple of hairs on your neck because people have been waiting for something to, to justify or to get redemption on one Mike Fires. Yep. Now this comes out, and now the Twitter world is blown up, the sports media world, and now we have a caller on the line. He wants to talk Astro stealing, uh, stealing signs. Uh, Dylan, you're on Monday line. What's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What you so got for us? My, so my opinion is that if you're with a group of people – and they're committing a, committing a crime, and say you're not even partaking, you're just watching the whole thing happen. You're part of that crime. And then after the crime's complete, you're going to come out and say, well, well, my buddy's kind of committed this crime. I didn't, I didn't think it was right, and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it, but I was there. You were there? I was there. Well, are you going to give your ring back? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, he should be considered... Guilt by association at the very least. He allowed the crime to continue until the crime was complete. No, and I so, agree with you. That's uh, I agree with you completely. But it's just crazy that the the day and age we live in now that we we can use this outside of baseball. Look at Takashi Six Nine. That man should be in jail himself. This man is going to get let out of jail for something that he could have got fifteen twenty years for because he snitched. Although he was guilty by association, he's an accomplice. So going to Dylan's point, I mean, it, it, it's perfectly – it makes sense. We just spoke about Keiko. Keiko comes out this week and he says, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. And those guys in, the, on, in, in that clubhouse, they should, be, they should be apologizing as well. Now, come on. 
what are you getting out of that? Because going to Dylan's point, if you were there, and, and don't get me wrong, he's a pitcher, but you knew what was going on. You didn't go tell. In life, that you become an accomplice. You benefited from it. You benefited from it. You be, Now, in fire situation, I think he's a little hurt because of the way that when the rosters were cut as they kept advancing, then he kept losing his spot. So at one point, he just said, you know, he, he had something built inside him. But again, he was running around like a little fangirl when they won, right? Yep. Hugging, throwing champagne, whatever it was. But then were you guilty by association? Yes. Again, going to Dylan's point, I agree with you. And it just it just sucks that nowadays, and age, like again, if you're, if you're the snitch, and you were the one that helped un- uncover something, then all of a sudden you get looked at almost as a hero. As in, like I said, Takashi 69 that guy should go to jail for 20 years. These guys are out there committing real crimes, and instead he's going to get out, what, what did they give him, one, two years? I think they gave him uh, two years. Two years. Like, you and I go do that and go what happened. You're not going to see me for 20. So, again, it just, it just it sucks that it has to be that way. Should something happen to him? Yes. I don't know what. I don't know where we start. Do we start? Because, again, the players aren't. We would say he's guilty by association. Yeah, and say, okay, he is. But the players aren't getting the downfall here. It's been coaches, people getting fired. But the players aren't getting nothing out of this. So what's really going to happen to fires other than saying, hold up, you're a crook, a crook too, which we're already saying that. And if anybody out there that's even taking fireside says, no, he's clean and I'm glad, then you're a crook yourself because – he is guilty by association. He's just mad. And the timing. I don't know if you saw Pedro Martinez came out this week and crushed Mike Fires. He was just like, man, if you want to you know, be the whistleblower while it's going on, while you're in the clubhouse, then fine. But it's weak to go to another team and then blow the whistle like that. You know what I mean? Like he was benefiting from it. And Pedro was like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that guy on my team. It's, you know what I mean? You know what people do? You, you, we, we have p- players that get traded to the opposite team uh, on many occasions. What do they do? They use that as a way to when they play that team heads up, then they use that as, hey, we have a guy that used to play with them. What were their tendencies? Oh, yeah, they like to play like this. Cool. Yeah. What can you tell me about this certain player? But once you start uncovering, and even if you keep it in within the clubhouse, like, hey, I'm just going to let you all know these guys, they, they like to steal signs. Let's be careful. Let's switch it up. Talk to the catcher, the coach, the manager, whoever it is. Hey, let's do things a little different this game because – from when I was there, but to go out and say, you know, I don't think it's right. This is what was going on. Those guys are lying. And then all of a sudden now trying to be the good guy. And then now the ball drops on you and you're, I mean, call me a cheater. Call me a cheater in, in, in baseball or whatever sport, but don't call me a pedophile. Right. And, we, and we spoke about what is considered a pedophile. What exactly? And at the end of the day, you said, dude, it's a high school girl. And then. Yeah. That's one. So then think of this. Usually when you have these weird guys, these pedophiles, whatever you want to call them, that mess with these girls in school or or these kids in school, they're usually some kind of weirdo, right? So doesn't even make it worse that an MLB player is stooping that low? At that point, it becomes a sickness. Oh, yeah. It's like he can't help himself. It's, It's a shame, man. But you know what? He brought this on himself. You wanted part of the limelight. You wanted to go viral, like Raheel said. You wanted to be front and center stage. But then on that press conference that you had the other day, you wanted to blow it off. So what are your intentions? What are your intentions exactly to throw the rock and hide your hand and let everybody else take that splash? What are your intentions? See, that's the problem. You know, he comes out and... Look, everybody kind of knew, you know, I've watched some interviews. Everybody kind of knew what the Astros were doing. 
you know, so when teams would play the Astros, they would know, like, make your signs a little more, you know, intricate because they're good at stealing That's signs. That's what Joe Girardi said. He was like, yeah. it's our responsibility to make sure our signs don't get taken. Exactly. And then Fires, he, he told, you know, the guys on the A's when he was on the team, like, hey, the Astros are good at stealing signs, so we need to change it up. And so they all knew that going in. The difference is, and there were rumors all around baseball that the Astros were doing this. The difference is Mike Fires went and did an interview with the Athletic and went on the record saying this happened. Then he he did the same thing when Major League Baseball interviewed him. So it was him going public and, and issuing a statement that made all this happen. I don't think MLB wanted this stuff to come out, or they would have popped oh, the Astros man. before. Yeah. Yeah, but once they had a witness that went public and put out a statement, they had no choice but to start the investigation. And this is just the beginning, man. They still haven't punished the Red Sox yet. You know that's coming. You know, Cora is going to get some, t- you know, it looks like he was the ringleader in all this. Yeah, he needs to get yeah. the hammer on him. Exactly, and that's been my, my biggest problem with all this is that MLB's trying to make it look like this was all a contained Astros issue. It wasn't. Just because Beltron and Cora went to other teams and they were with the Astros, we know other teams were doing this. Do you guys remember when they were playing the Dodgers in the World Series and Lance McCullers and Brian McCann would have a mound visit like every three pitches? And then MLB changed the rule the next year that you couldn't have, you know, a certain many mound visits per game because it was slowing down the game. That's because they knew their signs were getting stolen. You know, they were having meetings constantly to to talk about what was going to be thrown. Because I guarantee you the Dodgers are doing this too. We know the Yankees and Red Sox are doing it. MLB needs to, they're going to punish the Astros like this. They need to do it to the other teams. But I'm, I don't know if they will. Where's the big media in this country? New York, L.A.? Who feels like they got screwed the most? New York, L.A.? And that's the team right. that's been knocking off the big market teams, yeah. the Houston Astros, the lowly, the 100-loss season, uh, you know, Houston Astros all of a sudden make their moves. And again, though, with all that said, did they cheat? Yes. Yes. Does everyone – not, let's not use everyone. Do other teams cheat? Yes. yes. Did they have to make, get an example made out of them? Yes. yes. Is there going to be more hammers getting dropped on other people? Yes. Is this going to stop? No, no, they'll be. We had that. We talked about it last week where Jack McDowell came out and said in 1989, Tony LaRussa had a system to where, you know, they had a camera set up in 1989. They had a camera set up on the catcher signs. It happened in 1954. Yeah. The shot heard around the world. They were using a spyglass. And when Bobby Thompson hit the the Giants, win the pennant Giants, when he hit that home run. It was it was all because they saw it on a spyglass. So it's always been a part of baseball. Right. So, so come on. You know, I, I don't know. I, look, I know they're trying to make an example out of the Astros, but this stuff has been going on forever. I, you know, I'm just it, – it's a shame that, that Luno had to go and Hinch had to go. And, when you know, on the other side, maybe we'll get into that a little bit. You know, what all the interviews kind of mean, what the Astros are telling us by who they're interviewing – and we also want to get into the Texans' new defensive coordinator. We have a lot to talk about with that. Again, though, like we said it in the first segment, and we'll say it again, there's only one way that you can shut all these mouths up. There's only one way you can stick it to the guy, like they say, and that's going out there and winning. Win. Winning cures all. Winning silences the haters. And everyone out there that's talking and saying, hey, they only won because of that. That's the only reason. That team's not that great. Those guys aren't that good. Yeah, all right. All right, come on. Let's let's draw a line somewhere. Maybe they shouldn't have used it. Maybe they didn't need it. And obviously, at one point or another, they figured out 
we don't need this. It's maybe hurting us. It's maybe I'm overthinking things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it worked for a little bit, but then I started thinking about thinking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's when you have problems. So again, the only the only thing that you can do here is try to right your wrongs, try to go out there and win as the Patriots did. And speaking of winning, there's only one place that we do that at, and that's at my bookie. With the Super Bowl coming up, you have a whole week to prepare to to. Make your deposit. You're going to use promo code RADIO. You're going to get a 50% match bonus. You deposit 1000 they're going to give you 500 Right now you're thinking, Jerry, $1,000? i am not. You deposit 200 they give you 100 You don't even have to be out here trying to, trying to ball out on bets. Just go ahead, stick some money in there, get a couple free bets, and realize that you need to learn the system. You need to go on there. It's just like anything else. First time you open up social media, when you go to a different social media site, it's different, right? It's completely different. Same thing with my bookie. Get on there, give it a film. You're going to love it. You're going to love the, the all the lines they offer from the live betting to UFC, Premier League, College Hoops, everything that you can possibly imagine they're going to offer. If you're worried about next week, about how long will the National Anthem go? Well, there'll be a mic stand when she sings it what's going to happen with shakira on halftime anything to that extent my bookie is your place again use promo code radio you're going to get 50 percent deposit bonus and you're going to start winning because you're listening to money line and that's what we do on a sunday morning i got my best bet that i listed on twitter last night and i was going to drop it today at 11 o'clock that game kicks off when we get back i'm going to drop it for you we're going to germany get your passports ready money line esp 97.5 This is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe. And Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. We're talking everything Astros. We're talking everything Mike Fires. We're talking everything Texans coming up on this segment because there have been some moves. And if you want to talk with us about it, 713-780-3776. The squad is in the studio. We got Josh Jordan, our guy Trey filling in. And your man Jerry Bone knows with a Z, the Texans made a move to their coaching staff. Tell me more about it, Josh. Yeah, they promoted Anthony Weaver to their defensive coordinator. And we did a video on SportsMap kind of talking about this. I believe Joel was in the video, Joel Blank. And, it was, you know, the headline was something like, you know, how the Astros have once again embarrassed the Texans. And the point of that is, look at the Astros. They are interviewing anybody and everybody to be their next manager. They've had Brad Ausmus come through, you know, Jeff Bannister, Buck Showalter, Dusty Baker. I mean, they're talking to anybody and everybody about their manager position. What do the Texans do? They promote their defensive line coach to defensive coordinator. Don't interview anybody. And, and you promote a guy? Isn't this the defense that just gave up a 50-burger to the Chiefs a couple weeks ago? Oh, you did such a great job giving up 50 points. We're going to promote you to defensive coordinator. And Jerry and I talked about this a little before the show. The numbers for the defensive line over the last few years that he's been in charge of, and don't get me wrong, like I don't have any problem with Anthony Weaver. It's, it's just about the system. It's about the process. If you don't meet with anybody, if you don't interview anybody, 
that's free feedback that you're getting about your defense, about your team. You get to hear different perspectives about your players and different tendencies that other people see. It, it's getting like free scouting on your own team just by interviewing people. But the problem is, is Bill O'Brien doesn't want to talk to anybody that doesn't want to tell him how great he is and how perfect he's doing anything. So I just feel like with, with Anthony Weaver, it's, it's another yes man in the room to where you know, Bill won't have to hear any criticism. You know, he fired Chris Olsen, their cap guy, who was pretty respected around the league. My thought is that he probably had some kind of disagreement with Bill O'Brien, so he fired him just because, you know, they didn't see eye to eye on maybe one thing. Who knows? This is clearly speculation, but it sounds right when you hear it, right? Bill has completely surrounded himself with people that just walk on eggshells and, and tell him what he wants to hear. And I feel like this is more evidence of this, and this is why the Astros are successful, because they interview a whole bunch of different people, get a whole bunch of different opinions, and then they pick the person that they feel is the best, whereas the Texans don't talk to anybody and then just promote somebody within the organization that hasn't done that great a job. I mean, they were terrible. The Chiefs only gave the Chiefs scored 40 points a couple different times throughout the season. They didn't score 50. But they scored over 50 on the Texans' defense. So we were looking at the numbers, right? Jerry, do you have those in front of you with how the defensive line has performed for the Texans and and why Anthony Weaver deserves this promotion? What do you have there? Well, just against the run we saw last year, over 1,700 yards would put him basically in the bottom third. Mm -hmm. And he's been here since 16 and 16, 20th against the rush. Mm. Uh, The following year, 21st. It's not like... Whenever you're in your job and they go to do the yearly reviews, let's yeah. see what you're getting. So then they look up and then, well, last year, first off, the last thing that you saw is going to be the first taste in your mouth, the Kansas City game. Right. You think, well, maybe it was just a bad game. Maybe it's more on the back end of the team. And then you start looking at the season in general and you're thinking, well, Josh, maybe this hasn't been your best year. Right. Okay. Let's talk about page clicks. And then you start looking at one well, sixteen when you first came to us. Well, your page clicks weren't that great anyways then. You were in the bottom third then, too. But you know what? We're promoting you. You, tomorrow, you're sitting in that office. Todd, I'm sorry. You know, we start just moving people around, and all of a sudden, you're promoted. And, again, I'm not saying that Weaver's not the guy for the job. But like you said, make it a process. Make it to where at least to the fans, it's at least to the fans, even if if your head, because a lot of times these teams have to do the routine of going through and and getting individual candidates. Like you said, for feedback at the least, to see what kind of interest, to see where you're at, to see which kind of candidates you possibly have, whatever it is. But then if you're not going through that process, then that goes to show that it's it's a it's a it's a one man band. You yes. know, it's it's one person doing this and calling the shots. And I'm just scared to see when the dominoes fall, what's left, because you're going to what's going to happen with this team. We always talk about the window with Watson. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is the most important thing to the Houston Texans, that window. How long does the window stay open? Can can someone else lead Watson to making that window stay open longer? I believe so. If there was someone else in charge of Watson, I think that window would be longer. It would be wider. It would be bigger. It would be better. It would project more. And then I guess at the end of the day, I don't want it to be when we look back 
years from now, let's say six, eight years from now, let's say eight, ten years from now, when Watson may be on his way out or, you know, he's an old guy, and we're thinking, man, we never really got to see, like, we got to see it in portions, and we got to see him just, man, you remember that Buffalo game, that third, yeah. end of the third and fourth quarter? We were 9-7, and seven, he, we won the AFC South. And that's what people are going to remember. Bill. That, they're going to say, well, they were a 9-7 and seven AFC South. Oh, no, but they won double-digit wins back-to-back after firing game, then they, they, they said, we could do it again, and they did it again. And then they ended up, Blowing a lead that's never been blown like that and losing by what over twenty, you know what? Yes. So again, what do we remember years from now, and what do we know now? We know that the most important thing on that team is the window for Deshaun Watson. You need it. You, we always talk about rookie quarterback contracts and whatnot. And once that closes, yep. then it gets even worse because then now you got to pay. And once you got to pay, you better have other pieces set up around at that time because if not, it's gonna you're gonna take a step back. They definitely are. We know what they're going to be. We've seen it every year. They're they're good enough to win the division, and that's about it. But it's ridiculous to me. We were nine and seven. We won the AFC South. Well, well, Bill, you bring up a good point, but uh, that was one of the worst blown games losses in the history of football. A team being up by that much and then losing by that much, and then you promote the guy to be your defensive coordinator after that. That's unbelievable to me. But. Look, I'd believe anything with O'Brien now. It's just, it's that ridiculous. They're not bringing in any kind of new offensive mind. To, I mean, don't you feel like Mike Vrabel got more out of the Titans' talent and made them better and got more out of Ryan Tannehill, where it feels like Bill O'Brien has gotten less out of Deshaun Watson? That if, you know, Deshaun had an Andy Reid designing and calling plays for him, imagine what he could be. But they're not going to make a change. And that's why. You know, despite what the Astros are going through right now with, you know, with all the suspensions and the firings and the sign stealing stuff, you can tell they are run correctly because they're interviewing a ton of people for GM, too, and for manager. They're doing their due diligence. And you have to I was worried when the firings happened, but you have to give Jim Crane credit for this. He has put the right people in to kind of build up the Astros after he took over the team. I mean, the broadcast team, I think, is great, you know, with Blummer and Julia. You know, getting rid of Towels Hill and changing the uniforms to where they kind of look like the Colt 45 uniforms, putting a torchies and a Shake Shack in the stadium. Like everything has been going up and has been improving with the Astros. And of course, they've been to the ALCS, what, three straight years. So they win too. That's a big part of it. But just, it seems like he's put the right people in place at every single level of the business. And with the Texans, it just seems like Bill O'Brien's running it and Cal McNair's just asleep at the wheel. Now, a lot of people are using certain names as DJ Reader, for example, that, yep. you know, he, he developed them into a, a good player, a great player. Do you think that that's the reason that he has, I guess, a tie to some of these players and he's developed some of those guys? And, and you know, it's a, OK, I know him and I know what his best attributes are and it makes sense. Let's plug him in. Or do you think it was like you said, like, man, let's not it's just interview. Let's just get this over with. Come on, you're up. No, I, Bill doesn't want any dissension. He doesn't want anybody that tells him what he doesn't want to hear. So he appointed somebody that would do that. And with DJ Reader. Is he even going to be around? Why haven't they given him a contract extension, but they gave Whitney Merciless, who's in his 30s, a contract extension? I mean, that might have been the Chris Olsen thing with O'Brien. Like, really? We want to give Whitney Merciless a contract extension? And I like Whitney. He's, he's a good player. But I'm typically not looking to extend guys in their 30s you know, when I when I have a young DJ reader that I want to hang on to. And I'm, I don't want to trade away Clowney, you know, for what they got for him. So, dude, they are a mess. I'm a huge Texans fan, but it's so hard to. You, you know, ask for, for change, but it comes in the wrong form yes. of it. You, the, and again, because 
it's a dictatorship basically. Yes. And if the dictator, you can't let you get overthrown. So you can't. You got to be careful with who you, you give really power. You say. I know, Bill. You don't care what we say. You don't have I to care what we say. Bill O'Brien to come on. He's it's crazy. I know. Jerry has good contacts. I yeah. Think he follows him on Twitter for the the bookie busters. And he says he's got a bet coming up this next segment. Ooh. Right when we come back. Right when we come back from this break, I'm going to drop the bet. Go ahead and open up your MyBookie. We're going to Germany. Open up the German screens. Buy your Leverkusen game next. ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. If you want to talk anything that we've touched on as far as fires, the Astros, the new hire from the Texans, hey, the phone lines are open. We want to hear from you, 713-780-3776. I know you're probably wondering right now, what's going on with football? You guys haven't even touched it. Hey, next week, we're going to have it a, the day of 1,000 props. We're going to get out there, and we're going to try to give you every prop that we would like to bet, whether it's a microphone stand, what, what color of Gatorade it's going to be, and we're going to have trends as far as that as well, not just, hey, I think this is the Gatorade and just pet this. I, I've got actual trends on if the color ever matches the team because that's something everyone always thinks about. Does the color match the, the, the winning team? Is that what they have ready? Whatever the case is, we are going to have a bunch of them because they even have a will James Harden have more points, minus seven his points, than the halftime score, for example. I got a number right off the top, and we're going to get into that. So, Phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. If you want to talk anything, even if you want to talk uh, just in general, if you want to get your bet in for next week and you just want our thoughts on it, the phone lines are open for you. You can also text us at that same number. And if you got a chip on your shoulder to get off of one mic fires, let's keep it clean. But, hey. Get it out. We want to hear from you. If you feel redemption this morning just because you feel that he broke the, uh, let's not call it man laws because there's women involved in this women sure. fan, right? So let's just call it the the laws that shouldn't be a clubhouse laws. Like like Pedro said, Martina, like, yep. I wouldn't want that guy in my clubhouse. He broke it and, and people are going to be, the D'Angelo Russell rule, you know, when mm-hmm. you're going out and talking on other guys in the, in the locker room, there's just um, hidden rules in this that you shouldn't use and or, or abuse i'm sorry and in this case that's what we have with mike fires if you have your thoughts again the phone lines are open for you yeah no doubt and jerry just hit on it next week we are going to have major prop bet action it's going to be an extravaganza super bowl it's pretty cool we get to lead up to the super bowl we'll be on 10 to noon and then you know the super bowl will be later that afternoon so yeah listen in we're going to have tons of bets i mean the prop bets are some of the best part, I think, of the Super Bowl because, you know, I'm not a Chiefs fan or a 49ers fan, but I'm a fan of making money. So you're definitely going to want to tune in next week. And we'll hit on the game a little bit today. But uh, there's a few different things to get into here. Did you want to give out that bet that you were talking Let's about? give them that break? bet. Germany, Bayern Leverkusen against Dusseldorf. Right now, it's going off 10 minutes. Get there now. Over three. It's a max bet. Leverkusen in the first half. And team total over two on Leverkusen. I think Leverkusen might hit that over by themselves. I'm 
thinking this game, I'm painting it somewhere around 3141, somewhere around there. And you're going to laugh your way to the bank. So go over to Germany right now. It's Bayer Leverkusen, someone out there like, what is he talking about? You don't need to know. Just go hit Germany on my bookie. That drop down menu comes down. Leverkusen, you're going to hit over three goals combined for the game. Leverkusen to win in the first half, and them to score at least two goals on their own. And that's the max bomb. Get it in now because you can win with that one, and then all that extra money you can use for the prop bets next week. So it's a win-win. And you're going to have a bet for the Pro Bowl even today, a little later in the show. So if you want some more Jerry Bo's picks, we're going to give those out a little later in the show. You know, you're not going to really enjoy watching the Pro Bowl because it's a great exhibition of football. But if you got some action on it, it's a little more fun to watch. Definitely, and not to say go out there and break the bank on a Pro Bowl bet, but the degenerate heart that you have right now, the gambling degenerate heart, as as myself, you're thinking, no football, what am I going to do today? Do I dip into some basketball, some soccer? And then you think about the Pro Bowl, and I'm going to go ahead and just drop it now. So, the Pro Bowl, it's set at about 52 and a half, 53, depending on where you get it at. Now... And as of past, we've had those totals 72, 75 and a half. And those were even getting hit at points. But as of the last six years, five unders have hit. So five of the last six years, the under has hit. Keeping that frame of thought, they've hit by an average of 23.5 points to the under. So if it's set at 73, it's averaging 50. So keep that thought. 73 to 50. Today it's at 53. Drop that 23. So now we're at the 50 that they're telling me. I'm agreeing with them. Yeah, you're telling me five of the last six years went under by 23. Now we got the number 50 circled. Now, how do I get that extra field goal? Well, now I'm thinking that these new rules that they're trying to put in where if you score a touchdown and, you know, you can you can take the ball at the 25-yard line with a 15-yard or you have to get a fourth and 15 and whatnot. Whatever the case is, I think that the NFL is going to be pushing these teams to, to experiment with this so they could put it out in front of everyone on the NFL like this is what your product would be like if we did this keeping that a fourth and 15 is tough to convert so either two things either they can convert it because there's no pass rush but if they don't and it's experiment then you're going to get the ball on the 25 yard line the opposite team leading to more points already in uh, right there so give me that give me uh, the new rules and give me a, a a total that's dropped significantly for from what it was uh, years back from 2012 to 2019 the average total in these games it's been hitting 79 points so all you see those those last 5 years and you're thinking man this under anyone that's going to bet the pro bowl today they're probably thinking man I got bid on the over last year and the year after that just just trying to mess around on a sunday because I had no football I'm not betting that over and that's why that number's so low again the sharps are on the over and for the sharps to be on an exhibition game over that takes a lot that means they agree with it it's it's low i mean a 30 30 game you're there yeah and it makes sense for the nfl to make it a little more exciting because they know the product's not that great for the pro bowl so you know have some different rules in there some stuff for the fans to see something different so it it makes a lot of sense what do you think about them maybe kind of getting the the foot out of football you know to where maybe this could you know, be in the actual NFL next year. Do you, do you like it? I don't. I'm a purist. I like the game how it is. I think that certain things it should have been added here and there, yeah, but I think the more that we add, the more wrong it does to the game. The PI rule, for example, I think it was just too much to, for, to, to be over reviewing and being able to review that. And don't get me wrong, though, you get a lot of bang, bang plays that it goes against you, and you're thinking, man, if they could review that, 
Mm-hmm. They, but now that this year that they can review it, how many times did they really make it? How many times did O'Brien burn challenges? Yeah, I mean, it, it hardly ever worked out. Well, you know what? The XFL, they're having some things where you can you can go for like three. And I think that's one of their rules to where, you know, and I find that interesting, too, because, you know, the XFL is going to get going here after after the Super Bowl. So if you're if you still want football, that's going to be available for you. What do you think about that as far as betting, though? Like, you're going to get a lot of weird scores, right? That, you know, you can go for like one, two, or three or whatever after every touchdown. It's that, a headache. That's going to be a challenge, it's right? It's going to be a headache because in football, NFL, college, we know that the prime numbers are three, yeah. se- three seven, six, nine, ten. Uh, w- well, what if we don't have no prime numbers? What if we don't have a three and a seven because now it's nine or six? Or yeah. There's no way to handicap it as uh, that. And then just with the rules, it's gonna it's going to be in a, a free market to, 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 per se because there's no concrete ground on it. There's no odds. No odds maker can go out there and give you a secure line like how they give you for the Super Bowl and say, "Hey, this is where I think I'll get action on both sides," and it's pretty good com- according to this data. What data? First off, mm-hmm. and what do you know about one Connor Cook or whoever it's going to be? I know that's Trace Hero. Connor Cook, yep, Cook's <laughs> Corner coming soon. Cook's Corner. So whatever the case may be, we don't know, right? We we have all maybe the old XFL, which these rules are so, uh, different, or we have. I don't even want to use the AF uh, as an example, but what, where do they come out? What's the total? How do you set a total for that? Whenever you set a uh, 53, you know, okay, and these teams score this amount of touchdowns, boom, boom, the number comes up, the odds makers get it. What are you going to base a number off of? Yeah, the first half, it'll be like 15 to 11 or something, just <laughs> totally random. You're like, what? But, yeah, that's going to be a challenge. But, you know, I'm kind of curious, as a gambler, are you just going to kind of, you know, just dip your toe in and kind of keep an eye on what it's going to look like and just kind of ease into it because you're not really sure these numbers are going to be tricky? I say that, but it's a Sunday morning, and I'm not going to lie to the people out there. I'm going in full force. I'm going in here. And to be honest with you, it's it's weird because the AF never really – I tried. Remember, they had that big hit with their helmet. Yeah. I'm still wondering if that was real now that you think uh, of it. Like, did they, did they have it? We're like, hey, someone's going to get smashed out here. In this. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Put a spring right? in the helmet. Something, because that was just like, oh, man. That and everybody, perfect start. Yeah. Everyone was – it couldn't be any better. People were thinking – yeah, football's back. No fun league. Take that. AAF. Go get your jerseys. Trent and, Richardson for life. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so I just, I, I guess maybe because the Houston team and I have, I'm not going to say faith, but I have confidence that the XFL guys learned their, lo- uh, learned their lesson the first time around. I'm not, I don't think that McMahon's in, in, in the business of losing money or, or risking it like that. This right. is a big grip of money he's having to throw down again after he's already lost a big grip. So I think that he planned it different, and then he throws all of luck in charge. You know, so he's putting the right people in the right places. I think the coaching staffs are right now. You have, you have some notable coaches. Yeah. It's a different feel, and by no means am I saying that it's going to ever overtake NFL because NFL's king. But – it's going to give us something to watch. And next week, whenever NFL ends, the Roughnecks start shortly after. Yeah, and you and can, listen, can you to listen to them. Yeah, them? you can listen to them on ESPN 97.5. So if you want to check it out, you, this is your station for it. This is definitely the station for it. We'll have our, our very own John Granado calling the games. Right. Raheel will be the in-stadium guy. It's perfect. And like I said, only here on ESPN 97.5 will you get all the Roughnecks action. For the next hour, though, only here you're going to catch Moneyline. And we're going to get 
get into a few bets, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of Antonio Brown going to jail for life. What? what? Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.